0: Yahweh is known by his justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked return to the grave. All the nations that forget God. But the needy will not always be forgotten. Nor the hope of the afflicted ever perish. Psalm 9, 16-18 Welcome to First 15 where we listen to God and respond to his word in a personal way. I'm Ron and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here, and we're learning to listen to God as He speaks His Word to us. We meditate on that Word and turn it over in our minds and our hearts, and then respond to Him in prayer. If you're new to our podcast, please subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast provider. You're in the right place to grow your faith. In Season 3, we're praying through the Psalms, both some of our favorites as well as some that are lesser known or harder to pray. Now, since the beginning of the book of Psalms, there is one theme that does stand out. God is a God of justice. He makes moral distinctions and takes the side of the oppressed and judges the unjust who do harm to others. Psalms 7, 9, 11, and many others repeat this refrain, if we are indifferent to justice It's because we choose not to pay attention to situations in the world, as well as God's very nature, which the Psalms sing about. I want to look at Psalm 82, which is in the middle of Book 3. It has some challenging points and details, but it's really worth our attention. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes of the day to the rest of our life. We follow a four-step process, and you can find details about that at wordofprayer.com. Now, Psalm 82, which we're going to look at today, is not long, but it does pack a punch. And so let's begin right from the top, just listening to Psalm 82, and then we'll spend a few minutes meditating on this together. God presides in the great assembly. He judges among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the weak, the poor, and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. They don't know, neither do they understand. They walk back and forth in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods. All of you are sons of the Most High. Nevertheless, you shall die like men and fall like one of the rulers. Arise, God, judge the earth, for you Hold title to all of the nations. Amen. So that's Psalm 82. It's just eight verses long. And um, as I was reading that, as you heard the words, maybe even from the very beginning, maybe you stumbled as that first line came across. I know it certainly gave me pause when I first came across this psalm and really took a deeper look at it. God presides in the great assembly. He judges among the gods. Now, in my translation, I put that gods is little g and it's in air quotes. And honestly, interpreters have different opinions on this about what it actually means. Is it trying to say that God is acknowledging that there's other gods in the world, but he reigns supreme over them, basically like the polytheistic worldview. You know, you've got Zeus up on Mount Olympus reigning over the other Olympian gods. And, you know, when there's a dispute, ultimately, you know, it's settled by Zeus. But the other gods certainly have free reign to, to wreak havoc. Is that the view that we have? Some people have actually maintained that. I don't hold to that. I think that what we really need to look at here is that, like in many other places, the Psalms are not meant to be taken literally. They are poetry. They use figures of speech. And what's being portrayed here is God sitting in a great council. He does. That's obviously not the way things are up in heaven, that there's other gods around him. But it's picturing it that God is like a great king here on earth who has other lesser kings arrayed around him, and he's sitting in judgment on them, basically calling them to task and saying, you aren't doing your job. In the ancient world, kings reigning on the earth often reigned with the title of God, meaning that they represented the gods to men, and they often claimed divine rights and privileges. And I think these are actually earthly rulers And God is portrayed as finding them woefully short in how they reign and how they administer justice on the earth. And he's basically saying, I want justice restored. I want justice to reign on earth. And so I'm dismissing you guys. You're being demoted. I'm I'm taking it over from here. With that in mind, let's think about this. God presides in the great assembly. He judges among the Gods, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the weak, the poor, and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. And then the verdict comes in verse 5, talking about these gods, rulers, whatever, but they are not administering justice because they're showing partiality to the wicked. And, you know, the statement about them is they don't know. They don't know justice. They don't know the ways of God. Neither do they understand. They themselves are walking around in darkness. And so is it any wonder that the foundations of the earth are shaken? Societies fall. They are shaken to the core whenever the roots of injustice grow so entrenched and that people finally say enough and they revolt and they throw off the order. I mean, that is the history of the world. If you look at the fall of empires and dynasties and kingdoms, it's because eventually the level of injustice and the imbalances, the inequities got so great that people finally said, we've had enough of this. We're suffering enough. And they rise up. And it's rarely a pleasant sight. It's usually a very bloody and violent change of power. So God here is judging the other, quote, gods, those who hold power, and finding them coming up way short in terms of justice. And they're showing partiality to the wrong people, to the wicked, instead of to those who are victims, and those who have been oppressed, and the poor, and those who need an advocate On their behalf. And so the verdict in verses 6 and 7, I said, you are gods. All of you are sons in the Most High. I mean, you occupy those places of power. Nevertheless, verse 7 says, you shall die like men and fall like one of the rulers. In the end, you're not godlike. You're just, you're just men and you're mortal. You're going to die. And you've been doing a pretty poor job of ruling in administering justice, this psalm ends with a prayer. Arise, God, judge the earth, for you hold title to all the nations. This psalm is a true prayer and a song for our time, for our day right now. And I just want to ask you to join me in praying from this prayer. Pray the thoughts and sentiment of it back to God. God of justice, you are righteous and good. When we distort, pollute, or destroy your good creation, including our treatment of other humans, when we are unjust, you step in to judge and put things right. You desire to restore, and you will renew and vindicate what is right. Put our hearts right and discipline us with your justice. And please, Lord, show mercy. Train our hearts to seek your goodness, your justice, and to help the oppressed, the poor, and the victims. Amen. Now, we come to the time of how do we apply this psalm to the rest of our lives? What do we take away from this? That's going to make any difference for the rest of today. And let me give you two options for applying the psalm. Choose one of these for today. One place we could focus is coming out of verses three and four. Let me remind you again it says, Defend the weak, the poor, and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them out of the hand of the wicked psalm 82 verses 3 and 4 encourage us urge us in fact to do something positive to restore or bring about justice don't be party to spreading or condoning ongoing injustice be part of something positive to restore justice to protect the oppressed to put the balance back in place to uphold God's standards of right and wrong and basic decency and humanity, restore justice. That's one way we can apply this. So however that looks for you today, do something concrete to actively defend the weak, the poor, the orphans, and take the side that God takes of the oppressed. A second option is the last verse, verse 8, is praying the prayer, Arise, God, judge the earth for you Old title to all of the nations. You know, like Psalm 24 that we looked at earlier in this season, this psalm maintains that God is not just God of Israel, He is over all nations. Pray and affirm this today. God's moral standards are applied to all peoples regardless. No one gets off, no one is immune or stands apart from or above the law, above God's law, above his justice, all will be judged by it. And so we affirm this, arise God, judge the earth. We can pray that, meditate on that today. And I encourage, you, you don't have to really choose between these two as if they are exclusive of one another. You can both be praying this prayer and do something positive to restore justice, to protect the weak and those who lack a defense. May God bless you in doing his word today. Today's episode is brought to you by God Help Me Grow, learning to pray through the Psalms, which you can find on Amazon or link to in the show notes. And I invite you to support our show through our Patreon link. It's really good to hear God's word and to stand under its conviction and judgment.